Being a true leader, it's what we all strive for. But one of the biggest obstacles to that goal, according to our next guest, Sophie Thorne, is your mindset. In fact, it's a major challenge. So Sophie is going to give you her biggest tips on how to get out of your own way and achieve your dream lifestyle. Here we go. Episode number 135 starts right now. Welcome to Women Really Mean Business presented by Athena International, the podcast that tells you the story of how women are impacting business one guest at a time. Now here's your host, Jeff Bolitnikoff, with another successful woman and her unique business journey. Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International, and I am Jeff Blitnikoff, and I am with a serial entrepreneur. Her name is Sophie Thorne, and you can check her out at sophiethorne.co.uk, and Thorne is T-H-O-R-N-E for the proper spelling. And I'm pretty intrigued in in this interview because... Okay, I'm just reading from her bio right now. She is a serial entrepreneur and business strategist, and she says, my zone of genius is helping female service-based entrepreneurs shift from solopreneur to CEO. And if you look at her website, she has the growth edit, the launch edit, the unstoppable edit. So these are all things that are very interesting to me. So, Sophie, I'm going to bring you into the conversation now, and welcome. Thanks for being here. Thanks so much for having me. So yes, I am indeed. So I'm a serial entrepreneur. This is my uh, third business. And I, the job title I sort of use is business strategist. I started my corporate career as a strategic consultant. So my background is very, very much in strategy and operations. So I bring the startup experience I've had alongside the strategic consulting experience I've had. And I help predominantly women. I do have a few rogue male clients, but I help predominantly women make that shift, as you said, from solopreneur to CEO so that they can grow their business. So I work with female entrepreneurs really looking to streamline their strategy, create scalable systems, and develop a CEO mindset. So as I said, I worked corporate for about eight years, and then I decided to set up scale and subsequently exit a successful e-commerce business. So, and in doing so, I kind of learned what works and what really doesn't in the process. And then this this then led me to to launch my current business, is a service-based business, and really allows me to provide services to a range of different women, but has given me a particular lifestyle that I was after that I wasn't so able to achieve when I had a product-based business that required more of my time and more importantly for me to be sort of in a particular country, being able to look at stock and things like that. So there were various different reasons that led me to sort of start a service-based business and now really much wanting to help other women to to do exactly the same. So as you said, I work with a particular type of woman, um, but I do so in different places in her journey. So the launch edit is my entry level, if you will, product. And really that is for women looking to launch a service-based business, but maybe they're not really sure where to start. So that's a a self-study course, and it guides and supports you as as you launch and build your business. And then earlier this year, I launched the Growth Edit, which is a group program. And really, it's all about once you've kind of got that business and you've got your idea and you're getting started, but you're not making consistent revenue. So really, the Growth Edit is for women looking to make sort of consistent 5K plus months, kind of get to that maybe six-figure mark. 
and I work with a small group of women in a group to achieve that sustainable business growth and it's a three-month program and then the unstoppable edit is effectively my one-to-one so I do work with a, a small number of women privately each year and that's very much a sort of a tailor-made if you will if you will project Okay, so let's uh, let's go ahead and talk about like exactly what you do to take somebody from a solopreneur to a CEO. So when I look at, uh, first of all, I want to timestamp this interview. So we're recording this on November seventh, twenty twenty. Um, you had mentioned you had a launch earlier in the year. Of course, that was twenty twenty. As uh, people are hearing this, it's later in twenty twenty one. But at any rate, Sophie, so talk about like. What are some things that like maybe are limiting somebody as a solopreneur and getting to that CEO level? Like what has changed in their business? What's changed in their life when they can make that journey from solopreneur to CEO? My perception as an outsider is, is that as a solopreneur, you're kind of doing everything. You're wearing all those hats and you really kind of have a ceiling to your growth. But when you transition to being a CEO it allows you to have a next level of growth. And also, as you had mentioned earlier in the interview, more freedom to probably have the lifestyle that you want. Am I right about that? What's, what's, your, uh, what's your take on all that? Yeah, absolutely spot on, Jeff. That, that's very much correct. I think what's interesting about that, wearing all the hats and doing everything yourself, is what I see often is people think that it's either a strategy or a systems piece, like, oh, I need a strategy in place to be able to outsource, or I need systems in place to be able to outsource. And of course, that's absolutely spot on. But the first step is a mindset shift. So mastering your mindset is is a huge component of your business growth. And what I often see with women in particular is this idea of, I've got to do it myself. If, if I don't do it, it's not going to be done correctly. And so really the starting point for making that shift from solopreneur to CEO is identifying any limiting beliefs around that, maybe identifying any mindset blocks and working through them first, because you can have all the best strategies and all the best systems in the world, but if you've got kind of your mindset holding you back or you feel that you're the only one who can do this, you're micromanaging teams that you hire, then actually you're not going to scale to multiple six figures and beyond. So I would always, always with my clients, we always start with that kind of mindset piece. And then it's about the strategy. So then it's looking at refining your business strategy so that you can effectively increase your revenue without necessarily working extra hours. So again, people tend to want to reinvent the wheel. They want to expand into a new marketing channel or new sales channel or to create a new offer. And actually what we really want to be doing is looking at what works in a business and what doesn't work in a business, double down on the things that are working and get rid of the things that aren't. And that is the quickest way to grow your business and kind of make that shift both in terms of revenue but also different levels different devils so as you step up from a revenue perspective you're sort of forced if you will into that sort of ceo role and then finally of course systems is really important so for me systems is systems and people if you will so it's optimizing your business so that you have both the systems and the people in place to be able to run that business without you necessarily needing to be at your desk 
And I think the what I often see is that people feel that they have to have maybe they have to have been in business a certain amount of years or they need to have hit a certain income level before they can start thinking about either systems or hiring people. But for example, I really encourage my clients to hire, for example, a virtual assistant, maybe an hour a week, maybe an hour and a half a week, maybe two hours a week if you can afford it. Because just by starting to get rid of some of the things that you as the CEO shouldn't be doing and and really the things that you as a CEO should be doing are really the revenue generating activities and getting rid of some of the admin, maybe that's booking in clients, maybe that's doing things with social media, whatever it might be, you start naturally stepping into that CEO role and it can kind of have a bit of a snowball effect. You you get a taste for what it's like to not be doing some of the things maybe you're not good at or the things that you don't like that much and you're able to kind of keep pushing forwards. Well, let's talk about you yourself and the mindset shift that you had to go under and this I think will help solopreneurs that are listening right now because it sounds to me, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, but reading between the lines of what you've been saying is, is that I bet when you started you wish there was a Sophie Thorne for yourself because it's something that, as you said, you've had to kind of develop this this CEO mindset to live your lifestyle that you're living now. So is it fair to say that you wish you would have had something like this, that what you offer now when you are a solopreneur? And then if that is true, what is the advice that you would give to solopreneurs right now listening if they're having doubts in their mind, like, well, I really can't do this, but they really can. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, you're absolutely right. So I think, yes, definitely. I think what I, I, I learned the hard way, if you will. I learned, for example, my personal story, I ended up getting quite physically ill because I was working far too long hours. And it was only when I sort of hit that point that I realized that I had to be doing things differently. And there certainly when, when I started my first business, there wasn't anyone telling me that I could do it differently. So partly I think it's about, you know, if you're in that position or a solopreneur, you think you can't do it. I would encourage you to diversify the media that you're reading, maybe whether that's social media, whether that's podcasts that you listen to, and find examples of other women or men who are doing what you want to do, whether that's raising a family and having a business, whether that's working, I don't know, four days a week, whatever it is. I think what I, I had really been indoctrinated if you will by that by that sort of hustle mentality and that the only way that you could be successful and the only way you could grow your business is by working ridiculous hours and and, and sort of giving up your life in, in all sense of the word and I really really believe that that is not the case anymore I think that we have plenty of good role models for different ways of growing your business and different ways of, of stepping into that CEO role and so the first step you know that I would advise people in that position who feel that maybe they can't do it is is diversified what diversify the information that you're taking in and realize that there are various different ways in which that you you can grow a business or even have a career and that it doesn't have to be all hustle and then there's there's a bit of introspection required right and that's where the mindset piece comes in it's that idea that you you look inwards and you understand what does success mean to you what is it that you're looking for so that you can really understand what you're aiming for, and you can eventually work backwards to create that. So I think it's really important to look outwards and see, well, look, if it's possible for her, if it's possible for him, then it's possible for me too. And then start to really create your own vision and version of success so you can then start tracking towards that. So let me ask you this, Sophie. There are two big hurdles I think that solopreneurs go through. Now, you can tell me whether I'm right or wrong, or maybe you can mention your own hurdles, 
But it seems like a case of the guilties that they're not spending enough hours on what is their baby. And then also kind of giving up the control of, you know, when you're a solopreneur, you're used to doing everything. And you'd mentioned earlier in the interview, hiring a virtual assistant. And, you know, even that, I think, kind of freaks solopreneurs out because, oh, you know, I don't know if they're going to communicate like I will type. You know, how do they get over those two things? And are those even the two biggest things? Yeah, definitely. I think that the your phraseology, you know, it's their baby. I think that's exactly it. We all feel that about our businesses, that it's our babies and that, you know, if we that we almost don't want to relinquish control. And we truly believe, and in some cases we're right to believe, that only we can do it. So that is spot on. And the guilt as well is a huge factor. I think the guilt becomes, is kind of that piece I was just talking about, about how we're slight, we live in a society and a culture, and it is changing now, but we do live in a society and a culture where there's this idea that the, you know, the only way you can succeed is, is to hustle. So again, that really is a, a mindset shift, and that is looking for evidence of the fact that additional hours in the business doesn't equal a better business or a bigger business. I think that very much is a, is a mindset. I think with the hiring and relinquishing control, that is more of a practical piece. And that is something that I work with a lot of clients on because I think it's very easy to point the finger, if you will, at the person that you've hired or that you plan to hire, that they're not communicating the way that you want them to or they're doing things that you, the way that you want them to. And the onus is on us as the employer or, you know, if you're hiring contractors, it's the same, really, because what you need to do is be really, really, really clear about what you want, really clear on what their goals are, really clear on your expectations. You want to create, in my business, we have standard operating procedures that at Absolutely everything that anyone in my team does. So we have very long and, you know, in some cases quite complicated documents where I have, when I was by myself, I sat and I detailed out exactly what I wanted done with screenshots in some cases with, with video examples all of those things so that when I hired my first VA and she came into the business, she could see in black and white what I was expecting. So I think there are practical solutions, if you will, to kind of getting over that, the, the fear of making that first hire and getting there. But it's why I said that mindset was the first, the starting point, because you've got to be able to get to that place where you realize that you will be, dare I say, it, better off if you relinquish some of the control. So, and the best way that I illustrate this to my clients is actually using revenue targets as a, as a starting point. If you're, for example, looking to make, I don't know, let's say £120,000 a year, then you can't be working on £20 or £20 or $20 tasks because you'd have to work 5,000 hours. So we need to be realistic about the fact that you as the CEO, and, and obviously I'm going to use that term a lot, you should be working on, I don't know, $120 hour tasks. You need to be working on things that only you should be working on. So I think it comes from a strategic planning of understanding what it is that you're looking to achieve in a given year and making sure that you're working on the things that do that and delegating the things that aren't. And then in putting in place the structure and systems, if you will, that anyone you do hire does do what you want them to do and does do it the way that you want them to do it and that you've got that communication where if they're not, that you can push back on them rather than assuming you're actually relinquishing control. I think there's that, the saying is something about, I can't remember exactly what it is, but about, you know, you're not abdicating control, you're outsourcing. And so there is a difference between abdicating things and not touching them at all and actually outsourcing elements of things. And if I look at my own business as an example, I don't 
outsource everything. The strategy, for example, is very much mine. The KPIs, I set all of that. But I outsource elements of that to my team because it doesn't make sense for me to do it all. All right, let's roll into our last few questions here. First of all, the resource question. And um, I'm, of course, going to have a links to where all the stuff that you have, like Sophie dot sophiethorn.co.uk if I can talk this morning. It's morning as I'm recording it. I guess I need more coffee. And when you're talking about the resources, you know, I'd like you to talk about resources that would inspire you or you think would inspire our listeners. And then also a question, because primarily the listenership is in the United States here, which you work with people from other countries. So I'll hand the mic over to you for the resources. Absolutely. So I'll actually start with resources that aren't my own, but I just think are are really important. And these are the, I kind of recommend probably about five books to almost everyone that I work with. And so the five books that that I really recommend that sort of up-level your business, if you will, one is The E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber. One is Traction by Gino Wickman. Um, The 4-Hour Work Week by Tim Ferriss, very famous book, but well worth a read if you haven't read it already. The One Thing by uh, Gary Kellum and then Influence by Robert Cialdini. And for me, if you sort of read those five books, they can absolutely revolutionize your business. And, and there are plenty of other good books, and I'm, a, I'm an avid reader and constantly recommending books to my clients. But I really feel that if you're looking to make that shift sort of that we've talked about today, solopreneur to CEO, they are a great, great place to start. And then I personally have lots of resources on my website. So um, Jeff obviously kindly shared that the URL, soapythorn.co.uk, if you go forward slash start hyphen here, I have a bunch of free resources on there. I've also actually got some of those books that I've described. Um, and it's just a really good place to start no matter where you're at in your business, whether you're sort of earlier stage or looking to hit that six figure or multiple six figure mark. Then, you know, I've, I've got a, a wealth of resources there. And I do work with them um, with clients, you know, on both sides of the pond. So the, the resources are in no way sort of UK specific in any way. And the other thing I'd love to encourage any listeners to sign up for is my newsletter. So I actually share a newsletter uh, every Friday and I share my three favorite resources that I've read that week. So read or listened to. So it might be a podcast. It might be a product maybe I'm using and love all business related, of course an article I've read, exercises that I've found. So it really is a true insight into what I'm using to grow my business. And I write it sort of live, if you will, every week. So anything that I'm consuming that week that has made a difference to my life or to my business, I will share it with my newsletter subscriber list. So it's a great place to kind of get an insight into what's working for me and and my clients. Well, Sophie, I'm going to keep the microphone with you and uh, have you take the podcast out in any manner that you see fit. So it is your turn to address the audience. The floor is yours. Great. Well, I just want to say thank you, Jeff, so much for your time. I really appreciate it. I hang out a lot on Instagram. My uh, handle is at Mrs. Sophie Thorne. So if anyone has any follow-up questions or wants to have a chat, then, you know, by all means, DM me, tell me where you found me, and I would love to sort of support you as you uh, make that shift from solopreneur to CEO and scale your business. Well, Sophie Thorne, and of course, you are a serial entrepreneur that takes solopreneurs to CEO, and uh, I really appreciate it. SophieThorne.co.uk. Thank you again so much for your time this week. Thank you. Growth within a career can only be achieved through risk-taking, according to our next guest, Christine Brown Quinn. 
And she is going to tell you a little bit about that risk-taking as we preview next week's show. Another discovery for me or a confirmation from all of the clients that I've worked with over the last 10 years is that generally it was one, it's one thing that they did that was a big risk that then accelerated their career, took them to a level and a direction that they would never have reached had they not taken that risk. Fortunately for us, it's not much of a risk for you to help us grow and grow massively. Two simple things. All you have to do is rate and review the podcast, plus share the episodes you find relevant. If you could do one of the two things, it would be amazing. Both would be super, but either way, We appreciate you listening and we'll see you next week.